0: Chapter 7, Entirely Navigable Frustrations On Thursday afternoon, Remus paced back and forth in front of his closet for all six minutes and two seconds of Peach Pit's song, Tommy's Party, playing through his phone speaker. He had headphones and a Bluetooth speaker nearby, but his nerves were preventing him from minding the reduced audio quality. Tonight, he was supposed to go to a bar with James and Sirius, a boys' night out since Sirius had just finished his last midterm, and Lily had an overnight shift at the hospital. The song's lyrics sounded sadder today, and Remus interpreted them as a singer losing his friend and secret crush to a new girlfriend. Remus wondered how Sirius's Tinder date had gone, since nothing in the group chat had been sent since James's text telling Sirius that he had sent his message to the wrong thread. James and Sirius were never ones to skimp on theatrics, so he knew to expect the full story about the date, whether it went well or not. Realizing that it didn't matter what he wore tonight, since it didn't matter what Sirius thought of his appearance, Remus was finally able to grab clothes at random and leave his bedroom. The wire hangers in the closet swung in solitude for only 10 seconds. Remus stormed back into the room, stuffed the previous clothes back into the closet, and found what he wanted. He wasn't actually going to be late, but with every moment of indecisiveness, his anxiety grew. Finally, he brushed his teeth, reapplied deodorant, and left the farmhouse. He sat in his truck, fiddling with the seatbelt, until James texted to say they were inside. Remus wasn't feeling very outgoing today, and the thought of waiting for his friends in a bar alone sounded nauseating. He didn't know if it was the introvertedness or the fact that he hadn't seen Sirius since he texted about his date. Either way, he stepped out of the car, covertly checked himself in the reflection of the adjacent SUV, fur-lined, denim jacket, grey t-shirt, tan Levi's, and walked inside. He was immediately hit by the noise of the crowd and the heat of the bar. Remus spotted James's dark head of curls and Sirius's wavy shoulder-length locks seated at bar stools near the back wall and made his way through the crowd. There was a surprisingly large number of people out on a Thursday night, Remus thought, before realizing that maybe he was just getting older. His anxieties about the crowd melted away when his brown eyes locked with Sirius's grey and the latter's crinkled with a smile. They all exchanged warm greetings and Remus ordered a drink. When the bartender, a rather pretty and also bookish-looking blonde man, slid Remus' his pint, he let their fingers brush briefly. Remus wasn't sure if it was intentional, but blushed anyway. When he finally looked up, the bartender was turning back to a new customer, but not before shooting a little wink Remus' way. Remus didn't notice Sirius's grip tighten around his own drink. Okay, now that we all have a drink, James said, having missed the exchange. Cheers to Sirius for finishing midterms! Halfway through the semester and ready to take a well-deserved weekend off. Remus smiled and clinked glasses with the others. "'Well,' Sirius said, drawing out the vowel. "'I technically have to turn in a paper tomorrow, but then I'm free.' "'Wait, hold on,' James said, glass still in the air. "'I thought you were done.' "'Done with tests, yeah, but I still have to finish up a paper. "'It's nearly done. "'Have you started?' "'I started the outline.' Sirius looked to Remus for support as James's eyes narrowed. Remus just laughed and finally took a sip of his beer. I can't judge, Remus said. I have a grant to write for the farm due tonight, and I'm still not finished with the conclusion. Am I the only one around here who has the work ethic? James scoffed. You work in HR. You have an exercise ball as a chair, and you play pranks on your co-workers, Sirius pointed out dryly. "'Exactly,' James confirmed. "'Anyway, if you're both going to be holed up with work tomorrow, "'you may as well do it together. Sirius usually goes to the university library,' he told Remus. Unsure of James's persistent eyebrow wiggling, Remus nodded slowly. "'Thank you for inviting me, James.' "'You should come,' Sirius spoke up. "'I'll be there from ten in the morning until I finish the paper. "'We can take study breaks together if you do,' he said with a smile.' Logically, Remus thought it best not to spend very much time alone with Sirius, until he could get over his romantic feelings. But here, in the moment, he was feeling fine about his proximity to the other man and he couldn't come up with any other answer other than, that sounds good. Great, great, glad that's all settled then, James said excitedly and Sirius indiscreetly kicked his (laughs) shin. So, Remus said, searching for something to say. Too bad Lily couldn't come tonight. Does she work overnight shifts often? James immediately stopped fighting back with Sirius and looked happily at Remus, eager to talk about his girlfriend in any circumstance. Less often now than before the pregnancy, although she says her charge nurse makes her take long nap breaks through the shift, so she doesn't mind them as much as you'd think. Although she'll be going on maternity leave pretty soon, since her job is pretty stressful even on a good day. Remus nodded. That makes sense. After their second round of drinks ended, Remus couldn't help but bring up the one topic he thought he would have heard about by now. Hey, Sirius, how was your date on Sunday? Remus kept his eyes trained on the space slightly behind Sirius's head and tried to ignore James's cackling. Sirius gave a shudder. <laughs> it was bad. Remus had expected more in the way of description, but couldn't help but feel happy to see that Sirius wasn't suddenly smitten with someone else. That's all you're going to say? James prompted. Leaning forward to Remus, he continued. He had a lot more to say about it when I saw him on Monday. The bloke was boring as hell, and he disagreed with everything Sirius said. James laughed and Remus shook his head in quiet amusement. "'Yes, yes, let's all laugh at my pain,' Sirius cut in. "'Hey, props to you for getting out there,' James said. "'Was he at least a better lay than he was a conversationalist?' Sirius frowned. "'I didn't sleep with him.' "'Really?' James questioned. "'That hasn't stopped you before. "'I thought you said that was your strategy for getting some of them to stop talking.' Remus froze. James laughed and started to tip slightly off his stool. Sirius grabbed his forearm to steady him and leveled him with a glare. Remus realized James must have been feeling the effect of the drinks and Sirius wasn't happy about James airing his personal affairs. Not that Remus hadn't already heard a good deal from Lily. I'll be right back, Remus said as he stood and turned away from the men. He let his feet carry him to the bathroom, and after closing the door behind him, he finally let out a large sigh. Remus stared into his reflection, slightly blurred and scuffed through the scratched-up mirror. It was so frustrating to feel this way. He clenched and unclenched his hands a few times, not breaking eye contact with himself. Sirius was so alluring, and he was so magnetic, and so frustrating. It wasn't even his unnaturally good looks, there was something else about him, something that was going to pull Remus in, even if there was no destination. It was building up tension without release, it was a spark accelerating down an endless fuse, and it was staring at your own sad eyes in the scratched up mirror of a bar on a Thursday night. Sirius clearly was someone Remus would not normally pine over. Remus had rules and mental checklists and plenty of things that he didn't like. Things like smoking and being rude to waitstaff and interrupting people and looking at your phone instead of someone speaking. These things accrued with past experiences with boys who Remus only thought about when he couldn't sleep at night. And yet Sirius could do all four of those things simultaneously, and Remus would probably still think about him in broad daylight. It was frustrating to be so smitten over someone who was a casual dater, who maybe wasn't monogamous and who maybe sleeps with first dates that he doesn't even like just to make them shut up. But maybe Remus doesn't even care because he's still pining and if he's being honest with himself, he hasn't felt this much emotion in the last year. And even if it's unfulfilled or unrequited, it's still something and it's still love and it's still warm and it's still serious. Hey, I have a great idea, James said, eyebrows high. Sirius had switched him to water a while ago, but the man still seemed north of Tipsy. They were now seated at a booth and eating food. Conversation had been normal for a while now, and Remus's desire to escape to the bathroom hadn't been threatening to make a reappearance. What's your idea? Sirius asked, amused. Clearly, he, like Remus, had been expecting James to elaborate without prompting. James looked positively devious, but his flushed cheeks turned his scheming expression to that of a cartoonish villain. Remus helped me with the bees, and he helped Lily with snakes. Those are both true statements, Sirius said, reminding Remus of the voice he used with his first graders. Did he have more to drink when we weren't looking? he whispered to Remus. So, James said, grinning, the logical conclusion is that it really only makes sense for Remus to help Sirius with his fear. Sirius narrowed his eyes at James. Spend a night outside in a tent, James said triumphantly. Remus gave an imperceptible shudder at the thought, but the alcohol in his veins made him laugh a second later. Do it, James insisted, unless you're scared. Sirius scoffed. Of course I'm scared. That's the whole idea. James's eye narrowed. Play me in billiards for it. If I win, you have to do it. Are you kidding me? James, you know how much better I am at pool than you, Sirius said. I wasn't asking you, James said, grinning. Remus's eyebrows rose. Remus's mum had been a big fan of card games and poker. She's a total card shark, Lyle used to say, and Remus had been trained by Hope firsthand at the art of card games, darts, and billiards. You're on, Remus answered assuredly. All of the pool tables were occupied, so the trio ended up on an air hockey table. Remus wasn't as experienced in air hockey as he was in billiards, but somehow he didn't mind laughing along and going with the flow. It seemed to be a side effect of spending time with his new friends. The match was swift and brutal. On one side was Remus in his warm coat and balanced stance, concentrating on the puck and mostly sober. On the other was James, who had shed his jacket long ago and was looking mildly disheveled and inebriated. His cheeks flushed pink against the brown of his skin, one red air hockey paddle in each hand, as he leaned over the table for dramatic smacks and complete misses of the puck. Remus didn't stand a chance. By the end, all three of them were laughing and Sirius had even stepped in to help Remus, although they were still no match for James's aggressive octopus-like approach. Remus agreed to buy James a non-alcoholic drink at the end, and Sirius reluctantly agreed to the original deal. So when are you two going camping then? James asked, now seated back in their booth. Sirius looked at Remus. Oh, Remus started. Not this weekend. But the next one? His schedule wasn't actually full, but he figured he needed more than two days of notice before spending the night in a tent with Sirius. There was plenty to overthink and overanalyze first. Eventually, Conquering the Fear of the Dark was scheduled for next Saturday night. Remus felt like a college student as he walked up the stairs of the university library wearing a backpack. His hands were both occupied as he had stopped at the cafe for coffees. Well, one coffee for himself and one pumpkin spice latte for Sirius. It was 11.30am and Sirius was exactly where he said he would be. A large oak table was spread in front of a giant wall of glass which overlooked the campus and a small outdoor balcony. In the middle sat the very focused man typing away at a laptop which had cables connected to a power outlet implanted in the tabletop. An iPhone turned face down and a pair of large over-the-ear headphones. The table had an empty seat right next to the man and only one other occupant at the end, a young woman who looked like she was trying and failing to stay awake while reading a textbook. Remus took a moment to watch Sirius undetected. His profile revealed a facial structure so well defined it was almost offensive, Remus thought. And while he focused on his laptop, his eyes, which were normally light and warm whenever Remus found himself on the end of their gaze, were instead calculated and determined. Sirius was a storm cloud. His uncommonly tousled hair managed to make him look slightly more approachable, though no less alluring. As Remus sat down and made his presence known, Sirius pushed his headphones off his ears. Sirius gave a semi awkward side hug since they were both seated and whispered his greeting. When Remus presented the shorter man with the coffee that he had just bought, Sirius laughed and pointed at the two to go cups that Remus had previously assumed to be empty. I got us both pumpkin spice lattes, but yours is half sweetened, Sirius exclaimed. Remus accepted the beverage with a smile and was happy to find that alternating sips of his plain coffee made the former less offensively saccharine. He settled in to work on the writing for his grant, and found that he was glad to have agreed to work alongside Sirius. They took short breaks together to either talk on the balcony or walk through one of the maze-like sections in the enormous library but Remus found that his most favorite moments were the mundane ones. When Sirius was focused on his work, headphones on, leaned forwards, and Remus was quietly making progress on his own project, he could turn to the side, and his friend would immediately look up and give him a small smile. Sirius would start to point to his headphones, silently asking if he should take them off, and Remus would shake his head no, and Sirius would turn back to his computer, still smiling slightly, knowing he was being watched. It was bittersweet, but Remus loved it anyway, loving a friend from afar, seated next to each other on the fifth floor of the library, as the sun turned shadows first shorter, then longer, and the worlds kept turning and time kept passing entirely lovely and bittersweet. It was a Saturday afternoon, but the chill of the breeze created Remus's favorite fall weather, Well, favorite fall weather to be outside during. His favorite overall of the season would have to be the windy and rainy days where there was nothing to do except sit inside under blankets and read all day. Back when he was small enough that they fit, he and his mom would squeeze into the window seat in the library, backs against opposite ends, knees together in the middle under a heavy quilt, They would read in silence until Remus would speak up to ask her to define a word, or Hope would read aloud a sentence or a bit of dialogue that she thought would make her son laugh. The benefit of today's sunny but chilly fall weather, Remus thought, was that it was the perfect flannel-wearing weather. He was with James, Lily, and Sirius visiting one of the nearby farms that grew pumpkins, sold apple cider, and offered all the other touristy but fun autumn attractions. Maze maze, maze maize, maze maize, James chanted as he pulled at Lily's hand excitedly. Corn maize, Sirius corrected, then turned to Remus. He calls it a maze maize every year. It's infuriating really. Sirius seemed just as excited as James, though, as the group walked towards the field of tall corn. At the entrance of the maze maze, Sirius and James began stretching and running in place, James bent down to lace his shoes tighter, and Sirius tied his loose hair back. "'Am I missing something?' Remus asked Lily. "'Are we about to do a 5K that I didn't hear about?' Lily laughed. "'They are, as you know by now, very competitive and weird.' James interjected an indignant, "'Hey!' but remained focused on his arm circles. "'They don't go through the maze for enjoyment. "'They run through it, separately, as a race.' Remus smiled at Sirius, who was now shaking his limbs out, hopping from leg to leg. I think I'll just walk through it, like a normal person, with you then, if that's okay. Lily smiled and linked arms with him, but gave him a knowing look that told him she had caught him staring. Bye losers, Lily said as she and Remus stepped forwards. I'm starting my stopwatch, see you on the other side. As Remus entered the maze with Lily, the bright sunlight immediately faded. "'I thought you didn't compete with them for Tom,' he questioned, gesturing at her watch. "'Oh, I didn't mean that,' Lily said. "'We are definitely racing them even though we're walking, and I usually win. When they run, they start to forget where they've been and usually waste time going down the same dead end multiple times. When we walk, we can remember it better.' Both Sirius and James ran past them in the beginning, but Sirius soon made a reappearance, looking confused. Tortus and the hare? Remus called out as Sirius looked around before jogging away. Soon after Sirius turned a corner and left their line of sight, they heard running footsteps coming ahead. Lily grabbed at Remus's hands and smiled devilishly. I bet that's James, I can sense it, let's turn around and pretend we were walking this direction when he passed us a minute ago. James ran up to them and looked around breathlessly. What? You two were just... He stammered. Are you confused, James? Lily said sweetly. Do you think that you're going to spend more time in the maze than Remus and I? No, I... James looked around again, then up at the sun. I'm going to win. He set off running down the same path Sirius did. Lily laughed as she spun Remus back around to where they had previously been heading. A few minutes later, they were in what felt like the center of the maze. Remus felt properly spooked by the low light and ominous presence of the tall stalks of corn. Lily spoke up eventually. So I hear you're supposed to sleep in a tent with Sirius next weekend. Remus nodded silently. He should have seen this coming, but he still wasn't prepared with anything to say. Mmm, your boyfriend beat me at air hockey, he said eventually. The ending pitched up into a question. I just, I don't know, Lily said. You really like him, don't you? Your boyfriend? Remus asked, eyebrows raised. Serious? Remus sighed. Yeah, I I think so. Well, just be careful, yeah? I know that he can be, like, magnetic or whatever, but I don't want you to get hurt by something. She paused to look around by whatever silent pocket of maze they were in. Remus frowned. Lily, he said, hoping his tone didn't reveal his frustration. I'm an adult. I can handle my own emotions. I know you can, Lily said absentmindedly, still deciding between two forks in the maze. After selecting one, she turned her focus back to Remus. You can make your own decisions, and I'll be here for you either way. Just keep what I said in mind, yeah? Yeah, I will. Remus confirmed, his heart warming at her promise of friendship, even through something happening with Sirius. He changed the subject back to books and movies, and they managed to fill the rest of their time in the maze with lighter topics. Soon enough, Remus saw the light at the end of the path, and they were exiting the corn maze. Before they made it out, however, James sprinted past them, visibly sweating and breathing heavily. (sighs) "'I made it! I won!' James cried out as Remus and Lily stepped into the light seconds after him. Really? Lily asked, looking smug. Check your stopwatch. She had clicked hers off as they took their first step onto the grass. James's smile faltered as he took his phone out of his pocket. Fifteen minutes and thirty-eight seconds, but... Oh no. That's right, Lily said. You started a few seconds before us, so... Fifteen minutes and thirty-one seconds, Lily said triumphantly. She and Remus were celebrating as Sirius ran out of the maze, phone in hand. Like James, Sirius was breathing heavily. <sighs> Sixteen minutes and ten seconds, he announced. Who won? He asked, looking at Remus. We didn't. by seven seconds. Remus smiled. As grey eyes met brown, Remus almost forgot the conversation he had just had with Lily. Sirius gave him a soft smile before turning back to James.